Once a year we, we celebrate CAP Sunday. We focus on the partnership of this church, Tottenham United Free Church, with Christians Against Poverty. And as we do that, we are celebrating, we are promoting uh, the work done all over the UK to serve the poor and to see people become Christians, because that's why CAP exists, to serve the poor and to see people come to faith in Jesus. Many of you will know about CAP, but I want to give you a little bit of an introduction this morning. CAP was started 20 years ago uh, in 1996 by John Kirkby, and it's now a national debt counselling charity which also provides job clubs, uh, release groups and life skills groups with uh, money education courses. As a church, we've been involved with Christians Against Poverty for the last five or so years, and the South Hams uh, Debt Centre is a partnership of Totnes United Free Church, Dartmouth Baptist Church, Kingsbridge Family Church, and South Hams Christian Fellowship. So those four churches, which are scattered across the South Hams, are the four churches that work together to deliver this service. And this church is actually the hub church. So things happen from this church outwards into the South Hams. During the last five or six years, we've visited some two or three hundred people in their own homes. We've actually lost count, so many people that we've visited in their own homes to deliver this service. And we've seen many of them sign up to a CAP plan and many of them become debt free. And every year, just a few, but a significant few, become Christians, come to know Jesus. And that is so exciting. Obviously, we're dependent on the support and the involvement of local Christians. This isn't just two or three enthusiasts delivering this service. We are so dependent on the churches and the Christians right across the South Hams uh, who work with us to deliver this. And we need that support and that involvement. And this is where you come in. So I want to say a big thank you this morning to everyone uh, who has prayed. We've recognised the importance of prayers. Prayer is so important and without that prayer uh, we would not be where we are today. Thank you so much to those of you who give your time as befrienders. It's impossible for those of us who are debt coaches to visit clients on our own. We need to go with a befriender, someone who will get alongside that client and who will support them, help them, encourage them as they begin their journey out of debt. Thank you for those who've helped with admin. Thank you to those who give financially to the work of CAP and who, who give sacrificially month by month. Your generosity, whether it's in money or in time or in prayer, the generous giving enables us to reach out to many people with the love of Jesus. 
And as you can tell, I'm, I'm passionate about camp because it gives us this amazing opportunity to visit people in their own homes, to meet local people, to pray with them and to help them practically and spiritually. And of course that's what we're doing all the time. When we are reaching out to people, we are not only offering them practical support, but we're also telling them about our Christian faith. Those of you who were here last Sunday will remember the encouragement that Aid gave us again to pray, to agree, and then to go. To go with the good news and see people becoming Christians, growing followers of Jesus. And of course that's what we're doing. And we're seeing people who are being touched by the love of Jesus. There are many, many people, I can assure you, right across the South Hams, whose lives are being changed, who are coming to faith in Jesus, who are making tentative steps to find out about the Christian faith, and in some cases, who are coming to faith in Jesus and joining some of these local churches. Now, this morning, I didn't want it just to be me talking, so I've asked uh, Pauline and Phil to share a little bit uh, about their involvement with CAP. This time last year, I gave a number of prayer points, things that we needed to pray about. And number five on my, li my list of prayer points was pray that two new CAP debt coaches would be recruited and would be trained. And God has answered that prayer. So I'm going to introduce to you, two people you know very well already, um, who are going to be trained as new debt coaches very soon. And uh, Pauline's going to say a little bit about uh, her uh, involvement with CAP and how God's called her to that. So, big welcome to Pauline. I used to have pretty judgmental attitude about people who were in debt. I'd look at their big Sky TV packages and their iPhones, their alcohol consumption and think, hmm. <laughs> Until God really took me to task and he challenged me um, on my attitude. And he asked me, haven't you made poor choices, Pauline, in what you've spent your money on sometimes? Haven't you indulged yourself, your desires, your whatever things you've wanted and made excuses? And don't judge, don't judge. Everybody's different. The government say that most of us are only three months away from serious debt in that it doesn't take much. You lose your job, redundancy, you get sick, your marriage breaks up, you have a great hefty bill on your car, you need that to try and find another job. There are so many valid things that can happen to people to get them into debt very, very quickly, because what do you do? 
you put it on the credit card and it suddenly gets out of hand. And the government tell us that really everybody, and this is quite an eye-opener, should have at least three months' worth of your salary or income put by a savings. Just top that up in your own head, whatever you have coming in a month. Have you got three times that, at least, in savings? Because that's the sort of thing that would carry you through. And actually, most people haven't. Most people live hand-to-mouth, week by week, month by month. And I retired at the end of last year, so I've been about nine months now retired. And I asked God what he wanted me to do in my retirement. Because there's no retirement in the kingdom. You might retire from paid work, but... There's no retirement in the kingdom. You just keep on. And cat was something that really stuck out, really, really spoke to me quite a lot. Um, My work was in social services. So day by day, I had been used to going round the whole of the South Hams and Teambridge, visiting people in their homes to assess their situation, filling in long, complicated forms and working out solutions and being utterly forbidden to share my faith. Um, So for Kat, for me, it seems like it's, you know, it's a no-brainer, really. Um, I can go out visiting all sorts of homes, all sorts of people, assessing the situation, trying to sort out a way through for them, and I'm expected to share my faith. (laughs) Isn't that good? That's so exciting. Um, after all, what is the point of actually being debt-free if you're still going to hell? Basically, you know, that's, that's, that's the point of it, really. Um, and although people often feel guilty about debt, there's like um, a stigma about debt. You keep it secret, like people do about other things, like mental illness, depression, so there's a stigma. People don't like others to know, and it's a shame thing, and all the rest of it. There's none of that with CAC. Um, there's no judging, just love and acceptance. Basically, I suppose, the way Jesus looks at us in our lives when we come to him. He doesn't say, well, look at the fine mess you've got yourself in because of this, that and the other. He says, I'm so glad you've come. <laughs> I really love you. I accept you. Let's, you know, we all have to come as we are, don't we, and go on. Um, now, I've often accompanied Fraser on um, visits that he's done. And I just picked out three little examples um, just the ways of how easy within CAP it is to share faith. There was a lady we visited who had um, hardly any, if any, food in her home. Um, there was nothing. The freezer was empty, the fridge was empty, the cupboards were pretty nigh on empty. And she had a family to feed. Um, and as a love gift from CAP, I was asked to go out and take her to the supermarket to fill her cupboards up. So I took her to the supermarket, we did this. Afterwards we sat and had a coffee in the cafe, the supermarket, and she just broke down in tears. And she said, tell me, why do you people do this? Why do you do it? Now, how often sitting in a supermarket, coffee shop, can you get that depth of conversation with somebody where you can say, well actually, this is the reason we do it because of the love of Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. And we can share that. This is like Jesus' love in action. People are bowled over by that. Um, 
There was another woman um, on filling out a form. There's um, a form where you need to put your religion, and there's like a, you know, multiple choice. You can look down and decide what you are. And she sort of hovered over Christian, and then she wanted to tick it, and she, oh, I think I'm a Christian. I'm not sure if I'm a Christian. Wow, what an opportunity! There and then, you could sit in the kitchen with her and say, well, what do you think a Christian is then? And this is what a Christian is. And you can explain that it's not about somebody who just goes to church, that it's not about doing good and doing right and all the rest of it. It's about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and us needing to accept that, that love and go on. And there was also another lady we visited who um, wanted assurance right at the beginning that we were not going to push our religion down her throat. She had noticed it was Christians against poverty. And if that was part of the package, then don't even bother to start. Um, I'll find somewhere else to go, another debt agency, thank you. So we assured her very gently, no, we would not be pushing. There's no requirement for her to, to um, have our religion or be involved in that. Absolutely fine. Yet at the end of this very long first visit, first time we'd met this lady, I was able to say, it'd be all right if we prayed for you. To which she said, yeah, that's fine. So this lady wanted absolutely nothing to do with our religion. She was happy for us to pray with her. And, you know, that might have been just one little step. But I just think it's, um, it's such a new wave. Um, Pete and I were um, at Ashburnham Place last Lent. And there was a guy there speaking, Jonathan Oliady, who, he was a guy who set up the National Prayer Network event at Wembley, which I believe a lot of us went to. And he was saying that there'd been a prophetic word, that there was going to be a new wave of the spirit, a new wave of revival in this land, and it was going to be through, he said, the white poor. Because he said they were an unreached people group, which I thought, first I thought, a bit odd. But then I thought, actually, no, there's a whole generation of people growing up who don't actually know who Jesus is, who haven't been to church, who have no understanding of the love of Christ. And what a wonderful wake-up is to actually come in and to share the love of Jesus. So that's basically why I'm getting involved in it. Thank you. Good, and I'm so excited that Pauline is getting involved. Phil, I'm excited about this guy as well. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> I've got no notes. <laughs> I got rude when I saw you getting your notes out. But you might be wondering why I'm wearing the cap t-shirt. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Yes. Um, but we're impressed. Uh, it is, isn't it? So I'll give you a twirl. Brand new. First time it's been worn today. Uh, anyway, so yes, Lynn and I moved from, as most, some of you know, we moved from Dartmouth Baptist Church, one of the partner churches with CAP, uh, earlier this year. And um, when CAP got involved, uh, when Dartmouth Baptist Church got involved with CAP, uh, they, they started thinking about running um, the money course, which is a budgeting course. So Lynn and myself went off to London for a day, got trained up as, as, as money, coach, money coaches. And uh, we've run about half a dozen courses over the period of the last two or three years since then. And we thought when we came here, that's great, it's a skill we can bring with us. It's part of the life skills course, I believe, isn't it now? It's a skill we can bring and offer it to the church. But on our very first visit here in February, 
Um, I was talking to Fraser after the service, and he said to me, uh, pray about becoming a debt counsellor. I said, the first time I think I've ever met you, or the second time I think I've ever met you. So whether that was prophetic or whether that was actually uh, desperation, I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway, so, so Lynn and I went, went, went back and, and we, we, we prayed a lot about this. And uh, I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't keen because of the, the commitment involved. I must be honest about that. I shared it with the house group and asked them to pray uh, with me about this. And then uh, Lynn and I and Mark, we went, went off to uh, a day in Bristol. It was a, a cap, a celebration day. And I was just so bowled over with the enthusiasm there. And I, when I heard that in the first 20 years of cap, that 5,000 people had given their lives to Jesus, I, was, I thought, wow, what a wonderful thing that was. And then suddenly I started getting excited about this. And, and I came back and thinking... Finding out a bit, I had a good long chat with, with Fraser about this, and, and in the end, uh, Lynn and I, it's got to be a partnership thing, it's, you know, it's no good me doing it and Lynn not being behind it. We decided, yes, I'll, I'll, we'll come forward and do it. There's two things which really excited me, two lights which are shone. One light is, is, is a really bright light that helps people to see the way out of this awful thing of debt. And it's, and it's very real, it's very, very, very real uh, and a super system they've got, which works. But the most exciting thing is it shows the light of the love of Jesus and gives a, a really easy opportunity, I mean, if, if it's, I can say easy opportunity, uh, to just share the love of Jesus with people. And, uh, I mean, I wanted to see it in practice, so, you know, Fraser asked me if I'd come and do some befrienders with a couple of his clients. Um, and I went along, and I was just so struck with uh, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit lives in somebody, we should, there should be fruit present. And I don't think so, so I don't forget any. Uh, in, from Galatians, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And it's not just one of these we should demonstrate, it's all of these. It's love, joy, the peace of God, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control and I just watched um, Fraser at work uh, dealing with the, with the clients who are obviously a bit nervous and all those qualities I just saw that in, in this man of God you know and it's you know I just want to just thank you for that Fraser and thank God for that as well and it's just a wonderful thing that, that we can do for people 27,000 people a year reached um, 5,000 people giving their lives to Jesus in the first 20 years. The figure they're looking for is 20,000 in the next 20 years. What a challenge that is. It's a wonderful thing to do. Um, and why am I wearing the T-shirt? Well, this year is 20 years of, of Christians Against Poverty, and they've got a challenge in October next month, which is 20, in 20 or 24, 20. You've got to do 20 things 20 times. So uh, I thought I would actually... Because I enjoy running, I enjoy running on Dartmoor, so I'm going to run over 20 tours in 20 miles. And when I, and when I got the, the letter back from Cap, they said, thank you very much, it's a wonderful thing you're doing, running 20 tours in 20 miles for 20 days. And so I need to correct them on that one. <laughs> I should be doing it on one day, uh, on a day when the sun's shining, hopefully. So, um, you know, I'm not here to, 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 to raise money this morning, but if you want to sponsor me, please feel free to, um, Rebecca put on the news sheet, the, the link you can, you can actually go to 
you can do it electronically. Or I've got a form here, and I've, I've set a target at £500 for that, um, and I'm £60 there already <laughs> in the first three days. So if you'd like to sponsor me, even if it's just a few pennies, please feel free to do so, but uh, you know, there's no pressure there. Much rather that you prayed for the, for the work, because it's such a wonderful work. And I'm really, really excited, as Pauline is, about getting involved. And just so what, one thing I forgot to say was, you may not know that Fraser at the moment is the only debt counsellor in the whole of this South of Southams. And you've got clients queuing up to see you. So when Pauline and I are finished our training in November, hopefully we can relieve you a little bit. Praise God. two excellent people who are joining me and uh, they'll be training uh, in October and November and going up to Bradford uh, to be trained and to see exactly how this whole debt coaching and counselling works. Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. It's a great verse, isn't it? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Why don't we speak that out together now? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Do you believe that? Yes. yes. That's what we believe as Christians. Jesus is the unchanging one. He is constant. He is faithful. We sing, you are the same through the ages. Your love never changes. In fact, that's what we sang earlier on. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. You have new mercies for me every day. Your love never fails. You sang that earlier on, if you were singing, and I think most of us were. You were proclaiming those truths, those truths from God's words. We can be confident that Jesus loves us because he was loving yesterday. He loves us today and he will love us forever. The same yesterday, today and forever. We know that he will have mercy because his word tells us that his mercies are new every morning and that he will forever be merciful and he will forever forgive us. Those are the promises of his word. Again, if you were here last week, Rebecca opened our worship with those verses from uh, Lamentations and chapter 3. I want to read them to you again. Wonderful words that we often proclaim. Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Great is your faithfulness. 
Your mercies are new every morning. That's what we believe. That's what we proclaim. We know that he will have mercy because his word tells us that his mercies are new every morning and that he will forever be merciful and forgive us. So if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, then what about us? As people who claim to be followers of Jesus, do we display the same radical love and compassion that Jesus himself had? Do we declare that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring freedom to the captives? Because that's what Jesus did. Again, turning to our Bibles in Luke chapter 4, we have these words that Jesus claimed for himself from the prophecy of Isaiah. Jesus stood up and he announced to the people at the start of his ministry, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did when he walked on earth yesterday. And we as Jesus' followers, we as his church, represent him today. We represent him. And just as Jesus does not change, we, his church, should not change. Okay, we, we change. We may change our, our methods, we may change our style, we may change the way in which we present the Christian faith, but the, the beating heart of the church to be radically outreaching, to boldly proclaim salvation, meeting practical needs and healing the broken, should remain constant and unchanging. Yesterday, today and forever. And we were encouraged last week to pray, to agree and to go. We were reminded that that is our mission as believers, to go with the good news and to grow followers of Jesus. That's our mission statement as a church. If you're part of this church, that is part of our DNA, to go with the good news and to grow followers of Jesus. That's what Jesus gave his life for. And that's what we as a church must be doing the same yesterday, today and forever. We represent Jesus to those around us. The reality is that many, many people across the South Hams are living in poverty as a result of debt, of unemployment, of addiction and of family breakdown. That's the reality for many, many people. 
Of course, it looks wonderful, and it is a wonderful place to live. But underneath that calm and beautiful and uh, peaceful uh, layer, there is a lot of poverty. There's a lot of hardship. Today, for some people, is considering suicide so that there will be no tomorrow. Captured a survey some years ago and a shocking 38% of CAPS clients in the UK said that they thought about suicide as the only way out of debt before CAP stepped in. Today, for some people, is not eating and two-thirds of families missed meals before CAP started helping them. Today, for some people, is struggling with an addiction that is threatening to tear their family apart. Today, for some people, is feeling hopeless about being out of work and feeling useless and embarrassed. That is the reality for many people today. And Jesus wants to step into those todays through you and me, through his church, and to turn those todays into a yesterday, a thing of the past, a, a distant memory, where being stuck in debt becomes a yesterday, where being out of work for years becomes a yesterday where that life-controlling addiction becomes a yesterday and today becomes a day of hope. I want to tell you Stuart's story. This is Stuart. He's Cap's pin-up boy. You might have seen the poster outside the church. Yesterday for Stuart looked hopeless. With over £25,000 worth of debt and no job, he just couldn't see a way forward. One year, he counted over 500 job applications. He made over 500 job applications. And from that, he had only six replies. And it's no surprise that when Stuart came to CAP, he was crushed he could see no way out. Today, thanks to CAP's debt help and job club, Stuart is debt free. And as you can see, he's found work in his local Morrisons. <laughs> Today, Stuart has hope for the future. He has a fresh start and he's got the ability to provide for himself. But the best part of Stuart's story is that it doesn't stop there. Through Cap's partnership with the local church, Stuart met Jesus in a powerful way. He grasped his faith with both hands, and now he has the promise of eternal life too. Cap exists to enable the church to preach good news to the poor in their communities. And today, Cap has over 500 church-based services, uh, debt centres and job clubs and release groups, uh, which 
are scattered across the UK. 500 churches are working together with CAP. And we, as a local church, are just one of those churches. We're in fact one of 300 CAP debt centres across the UK, which help the most vulnerable people find a real way out of debt, the debt that causes such heartache. Back in 2013, God grew Cap's vision to tackle the other causes of poverty. Unemployment, addiction, financial illiteracy. And the vision grew by the launching of three additional services. The services that you can see on the screen. Cap Job Clubs, Cap Release Groups... Uh, and the new CAP Life Skills, which gives people the skills they need to live on a low income. And this year, CAP expects to help 18,000 people out of poverty through these services. That's an extraordinary number of people across the country. With 3,000 people going debt-free through CAP's debt help, and some of them will be through the Southam's debt centre, CAP's work only exists because of the local church. CAP delivers its service through churches like this one. Every family helped out of debt, every person helped back into employment, every person set free from addiction, every person helped to budget and given life skills to live on a low income. All of this happens through the local church. CAP exists to equip the church to, <clears throat> to preach good news to the poor in their communities. To bind up the brokenhearted by meeting people's practical needs alongside the love of a church family just like this. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That promise of eternal life offers hope and offers life in all its fullness today. Today and forever in the presence of Christ and God the Father himself. This year CAP expects the churches they work with right across the UK to see a thousand people come to faith through their CAP ministries. Do you know that's, I worked it out, I did the sums, that's three or four people for every CAP church. That means that we can expect to see three or four people come to faith here in this church during the next year. People coming to faith in Jesus. Receiving not only a new today, but also a new forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, today and forever. CAP have uh, provided us with a DVD, which uh, we're going to watch now, and it will tell us about a few of the lives that have been changed by CAP uh, over the last year.
just lost all hope, to be honest, that it, it wasn't going to happen, no one was going to help me, and I was doomed. I did attempt suicide in the, in, in, in the brings of despair. I did, uh, I think for a year, I just carried on drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. I counted the application, job applications one year, over 500 job applications. I didn't want to be around my children, I just didn't want to live anymore, I just didn't, I couldn't see a way out. I wanted to kill myself, so I was very lucky, I'd wake up every flat, if not, I'd not touch up telly, it was in the Durrington police station. It becomes one big blow. with my mum and dad that I've never had 
I love Stuart's description of himself as a happy Christian. <laughs> it's brilliant. Cap has a really clear vision, and that is to free anyone suffering in debt and poverty in the UK, anyone and everyone. And to achieve this, they need to double their coverage of the UK over the next five years. Uh, that means they want to provide a thousand services by 2021. And this vision means that CAP needs to double the number of Christians who pre are prepared to give regularly to make that happen. So that they can reach thousands more people like Stuart and Tony and Paula. The one who is uh, the same yesterday and today and forever still calls his disciples to radical generosity, to giving that prioritizes the poor in their neighborhood and their nation. The fact is that CAP receives no government funding at all, and it never has. To do so, to receive government funding, would compromise their values and it would prevent us from sharing our faith, our Christian faith. Cap believes, as we do, that everyone should have the opportunity to find Christ and to be part of a local church. And so the challenge to us today is this. Why can't we, the church, once again be at the forefront of social change? Christians Against Poverty calls everyone who gives to CAP a life changer. And I love that description because by giving financially, we are changing lives. Changing lives like uh, the three people we've just seen on that film. And by making a monthly donation to CAP, we are changing the life of someone in a remarkable way. And so I'd like to ask you today to consider becoming 
a life changer. There are already 28,000 other Christians who give, on average, £12 a month. That's £3 a week. Or if you think about it, it's the price of a cup of coffee per week. £12 a month. The fact is, whatever we give, whether it's, it's £3 a month or £30 a month, every pound counts and it makes a difference. This morning, there are forms on your chairs or on the chair next to you, or under your chair, or very close to you. (laughs) Uh, And all you need to do is to fill in your details and tick the box saying that you want to make a monthly donation. And CAP will contact you to complete the details. Um, We do have pens as well. (laughs) (laughs) One of the pens just on this table here. And, and a lot of pens over on this um, table over here. Okay, um, so I am being optimistic. Plenty of pens there. So do stand up and grab a pen if you'd like to. And you know, a few sort of random people might like just to grab a pen just to make other people feel at ease. Um, so do that now. Um, and um, I also have a a large bucket up here. Again, I'm optimistic. You know, this, this is to put the forms in later on when you fill them in. So I'll, I'll leave that one there as well. Um, and um, what, what I'd like you to do, ideally, is to simply complete the direct debit form with your bank details. Um, if you don't know where your bank details are, um, the, they are... Um, they're, they're to be found on, on a debit card. Um, so um, most of you carry one of these with you. Um, and funnily enough, well, I'm not telling you what mine are because um, I don't want you using mine. Um, but but they're, on, they're on your, on your um, debit card. Um, and you may have that with you. If you're already a life changer... Thank you so much for the gifts you're making. And I know quite a number of you are already life changers. You may be able to increase your donation. And there is a tick box on the form as well that says, I would like to increase my existing monthly gift. And you can indicate the new amount on the form. Um, But I I just want to say thank you so much for listening. do, do think about whether you might like to uh, fill out that form uh, and to give to the work of CAP. It can be as little as £3 a month and every pound does make a very real difference. When we see the stories as we've seen this morning and when um, you come on, on CAP visits with, with me and with our debt coaches and see the difference that CAP makes to people's lives. Uh, The incredible weight that's lifted off people as they start their journey out of debt. And as, as we've seen just in the last week or so, people who say, I'd love you to pray for me. I'd love you to support me with your prayers as well as practically. Um, That is such an encouragement to us. 
So thank you so much for listening this morning. Thank you for your support in so many different ways. And thank you for your giving. And thank you on behalf of the poor and needy clients that CAP will help through your generosity. Finally, I want to say this. Prayer is vital. We were reminded of that last Sunday, to pray and to agree and to go. We have been reminded this morning about our prayer tomorrow evening. Please could you pray that more churches would open a debt centre, that the coverage across the the UK isn't um, as good as it could be. And so sometimes when when clients ring up, There just isn't a cap centre covering their locality. Pray that people who are suffering would be brave enough to pick up the phone and ask for debt help, or would come into church and ask for help. We've got cap uh, leaflets, and you can always give one to a friend or to a neighbour who you know is struggling with debt. Give them that leaflet. People can pick them up. At the doctor's surgery here in Totnes, at the job centre, uh, in, in all sorts of public places. Uh, but it often takes a lot of courage to actually make that phone call in the first place to ask for help. Pray that people would be brave enough to do that. Pray that the people that we are contacting would, help, uh, would accept Jesus as their personal saviour. Pray that people will make that decision to say yes to Jesus. And pray that befrienders and debt coaches will be able to support, help and encourage their CAP clients. And do join us as we pray on the fourth Monday of each month for the Southam's CAP Centre. That's at 7.30 at our home, West Hill Villa. Um, And the next prayer evening is on the 26th of September. And believe this, God does answer prayer. Remember this time last year, I spoke at this prayer request, the Southam Centre will be able to recruit and train two new debt coaches in the next six months. Well, it's actually taken a little longer than that, but it's been worth the wait. Great, let's pray together. Father God, thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your love never changes. You are the same through the ages. Thank you that you long to step into the hopelessness of people's todays and transform those todays into yesterdays. Please help us to be a church that is part of the solution for hurting people in this community. We ask that you will show us how we can preach good news to the poor, how we can bind up the brokenhearted, how we can bring freedom to the captives, just like Jesus did. We know that when we serve the poor, that we serve you. Empower us by your Spirit and send us out to serve our broken worlds. Thank you for giving us Jesus so that we're able to spend forever in your glorious presence. We pray for those people in our community here in the South Hams 
who do not know you yet. We pray that they too can come to know this incredible hope for their future. And we ask that in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.